0: and welcome to the Joyful Life, a Share Your Story podcast. I'm your host, Katie Clatterbaugh, and today we're speaking with Allie Wayland about advocating for your own health. Allie was diagnosed with Lyme disease, and after seeing many doctors, still couldn't find the answers she was looking for. She decided to take charge and solve the issue herself, and here, today, she's going to share her story. I hope you enjoy. Joyful Life, a Share Your Story podcast. Today, I am talking with Allie Whalen, who is an interior designer here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the owner of Allie Whalen Designs. And today, she's going to tell us about her personal health struggles and how she's overcome those struggles and went from uh, struggling to thriving in her life. So, hi, Allie, how are you? I'm good, Katie. How are you doing? Doing so well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank um, you for Yes, absolutely. For our listeners who might not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Um, I'm Allie Whalen, like you said. I do have an interior design firm, residential interior design firm. I'm a wife, mother of three kids, ages 17, 10, and 2, which we'll get a little bit more information about the two-year-old in a little bit. Um, I I guess we can just get right into my story. I don't know if I should go back how many years, about three or four years, I got really sick. Um, I had been struggling with migraines for a few years. Um, It became kind of a mystery illness. Nobody could kind of figure out what was going on. I did a uh, um, MRI and doctors found some white lesions on my brain. You know, the conclusion was could be Lyme disease, could be um, dementia, could be MS. You know they went through um, several things and and weeded out several, including Lyme disease. At the time, I actually had two oh. Lyme disease tests. So that's kind of why I'm here today. I want to talk about um, I don't want to talk about my struggles. I want to talk about Lyme disease and bring awareness um, to a disease that I think a lot of people aren't um, really aware about. And a lot of doctors um, debunk it and um, don't think it's actually um, a real disease. Um, I think you know in the coming years it's become a little bit more prevalent. I think more and more people are getting it. Celebrities are starting to get it, so I think there's some more awareness about it. Um, but the people that have struggled and continue to struggle with it, um, they need help. You know, um, since I've started being a little bit more open about this in my social media, I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me. You know, friends and just followers that have asked questions about the disease and you know how I've overcome it and what I'm doing and what doctors I've seen and that sort of thing. Um, I do wanna preface this by saying I'm not a doctor. I'm not gonna give any medical advice. I'm here to just tell my story. I'm here to tell about my struggles and what I've done in order to make myself feel better. Um, you know, every Everybody has a different story. Everybody's had different symptoms. Um, this is just kind of my story. So I wanna, like I said, I wanna bring awareness. This disease attacks every single bit of your body from your head to your toe, your brains, your organs, You know, everything involved emotionally, um, physically. So. Um, I really just want um I want people to hear my story. That's so um when I did get sick, it was at a time that I was working extremely hard. I was burning the candle at both ends. I mean, for sure. Um, and it kind of started with this pain in my chest, kind of in my rib cage area, and it um just kept getting worse. And at the same time I was uh dive-bombing my I had extreme exhaustion like like no other. Um had a mono test. So I had mono, which was at that point, my fourth or fifth time getting it as an adult, which is, we know, not normal. Um, There's a lot of um, co-infections that come along with Lyme disease, but at the time we didn't, we didn't know what it was. Um, So things just got progressed, got worse. I went to doctor, to doctor, to doctor, to doctor. Um, You know, I've seen a neurologist, a a rheumatologist who told me, you know, it could be um, fibromyalgia because you have hyperextended elbows and knees. I'm like, what, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, I mean, I you, you hear everything or maybe you should see a psychologist, um, you know? And I'm a person that runs full force all the time and I always have, you know? So my husband knew there was something wrong. I knew, there. you know, we, everybody knew there was something wrong. We just hadn't gotten to the, to the underlying um, problem yet. So my mother had encouraged me to see a Lyme disease specialist because she read an article on somewhat Up in Canada that had the same exact symptoms that I did. I mean, it's exha- ex- exhaustion, it's um, brain fog, um, tingling in my hands, and my feet. There were times that I had to have like a fuzzy thing on my steering wheel because my hands and my feet felt bruised, so bruised that like I couldn't touch anything hard surface. Wow. Like I had to get like special rubber, like, shoes to wear like flip-flops that wouldn't hurt my feet as bad Oh my um i mean blurred vision i couldn't be out in the sun too long um it was really um the migraines were the worst the migraines were you know two and three times a week which i don't know if anyone's if you've experienced migraines one is enough to have like in your lifetime let alone two and three a week where i was literally banging my head against the wall, trying to get it to go away. I know this sounds weird, but if you've had a migraine, you would understand.
0: How um, long had this been going on?
1: The migraines started about 2014. So this was about two years later. So the migraines went on a while. We were trying to kind of manage them. Um, I didn't want to take something I took every day. I really just, if I could catch them soon enough, I could, you know, stop them from coming on. Um, but... So it was about two years later when everything came full force. It was like every other symptom, you know, the exhaustion, the, um, the rib cage pain. I mean, I didn't wear normal bra for almost a year. Like, I had so much pain, nerve pain around my entire torso that there were times at night I couldn't even have a sheet laying on me. Like, yeah. that it was that painful. Um, you know, nerve pain is just something you can't go away. Like, you can't, you know, I mean, I had to take drugs to knock myself out at night. Um, so I guess August of that year, I guess is about, four months after I started to get really bad I, I did find a Lyme disease specialist um, and had some really detailed blood work the problem with Lyme disease is that it's not um, the testing for it is so poor um, it's even if you've say been bitten by a tick and then you go get a test done I mean it's like 50% inaccurate but for someone like me who never knew if they got bit um, you know I grew up in Vermont. So the doctors kind of said, Oh, you probably had it your whole life. And now it just came, you know, just, you know, it's just showing symptoms now, which is um, a lot of people's cases. They may haven't, they may stay dormant their entire lives. And other unfortunate people like me, you know, are gonna um, you know, are gonna have to struggle with their whole lives. Um, so being diagnosed was somewhat of a relief. Um, and I just dove right in. I was like, all right, what do we need to do? Like get me up on the antibiotics. You know, I'd read enough that you know, of what the treatment was and how people were dealing with it. And, um, of course at the time I wanted to go the natural route, but I was in so much pain and I was so bad. I just wanted to do anything that was going to get me on the road to recovery at that time. Um, so I started treatment, which was, um, worse than the disease itself. Really? Um, oh yes. You're on four and five different antibiotics at a time. I took 25 to 30 pills a day. Oh my gosh! Was supplements and vitamins and Chinese herbs and tinctures and um, and everything. You know, you're at the same time you're taking these harsh antibiotics. You're also kind of working your gut. You know, you're trying to keep your gut and your insides alive. Which um, at one point my liver was so toxic. I was I was declining. I couldn't eat. I was I was a bit very. I was almost basically bedridden for for a long time. Um, to the point where there were days where my husband would have to help me to the bathroom or I couldn't, they couldn't function, but more than two hours out of bed. And that was really just a shower.
0: Did these, so, symptoms, they, obviously they progressed over time, but was there any, um, anything that exasperated them? Was it, you know,
1: stress did um, for sure. Um, foods. So, even when I first got diagnosed i quit um i doing uh, i was went gluten free okay. um you know that was for the doctor's recommendation going gluten free um since then, and I'll kind of get into that i've changed way more than just that, but at the time um yeah gluten just because of inflammation you know that really it causes a lot of inflammation in your body, which is a lot of you know what happens with the nerves and and all that pain so um yeah, the treatment was horrible that's all i'm going to say um so I was about six months into treatment and I got pregnant.
0: That's
1: wonderful. <laughs> so I'm gonna start to cry because I um I was 42 at the time, so we had not planned on having any children, any more children. Um and uh yeah, so it was a little bit of a shock. I um I'll be honest, I cried for almost three weeks, off and on. I was super nervous about um how I was gonna feel because I was already, you know, in a very bad place in my life um physically and emotionally and uh within a month my symptoms started to disappear that's wonderful like a miracle um prior to this i'm going to get choked up because the day two days before i found out i was pregnant i had a complete meltdown in the car i remember exactly where i was driving and i was praying to God that I need a break I just said I need a break God like I can't take this anymore. I was at a very 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 low point in my life and um and then two days later I found out I'm pregnant so um that was his What a gift. that was the way of telling me like here you go this is your break this is your break this is a miracle this is um I'm gonna make you better so I've always trusted in him um I never I never blamed God for what I was going through, um, even though I was in the darkest um, time I've ever been in my life and I'm not a depressed person whatsoever and I'm not an emotional person, I'm really not. This is very enlightening. <laughs> um, it, was, it was just amazing. So the symptoms started to go away. I started to feel great. My doctor kind of laughed like you're the only pregnant person that comes in here and says that you feel great. That's amazing. <laughs> because compared to where I was, Yeah. I feel good. So um, he put me into remission. The baby somewhat kick-started kick start, that. Um, and then a year into, after having the baby, your hormones start to level back out, unfortunately, as we all know. And um, I started to decline again. So then I took um, matters into my own hands and I did some research. I w- actually initially went back to my doctor in February and he said, you need to give me another year. Um, you know, it's six months of hell again, another, you know, 12 months of meds. And I said, I'm not going to do it. I said, I can't do it. I'm not there physically. I'm not there emotionally. Um, So I fell upon the medical medium, which is Anthony William. If anybody has ever heard of him or his books, I highly, highly, highly recommend him. I um, initially did his 28-day cleanse, which was just raw fruits and vegetables. And I do celery juice every morning. So that jump started everything. I do. I'm gluten-free, egg-free, dairy-free, a little bit, very little soy, very little coin, corn. Um, and I don't eat red meat either. So, um, I took out everything good I ever enjoyed in life. Um, including wine, which was very hard. <laughs> but it's, it's gotta <laughs> but, be um, feeling the way you were feeling. Yeah. I've completely changed, um, the way I feel I've changed everything. So I've, I've taken control of my life now. This disease doesn't control me anymore. Which was a really big turning point. And I want, um, I want your listeners to know that that you can that you have to be the warrior for your health, that nobody else is gonna do it for you. Um and if you think something is wrong, push the doctors to get an answer. You know, only you can take care of you and put you first because if you fail, which I had, I failed my family. Like I couldn't take care of my family. My husband was my rock. I mean, he did everything for me when I was sick. He, I mean, there were times I couldn't even say the word hello because there was so much brain, like pain in my head. It felt like boiling blood was rushing up the back of my head, that I couldn't physically talk. I
0: can't and,
1: even imagine that pain. Oh, it was, it was, I can't, yeah, I, I can't go back there <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was really, um, it was just not a good time, but um, you know, you, you have to be really diligent in, um, in taking care of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's important. so important. And as women, we're
1: always trying to take care of everybody else and, you know, and do everything. And um, for me now, my health is my number one priority because if I'm not healthy, I can't take care of my kids. I can't take care of my husband, my family, my business will not run. Um, it was a scary time when I was sick because it was me and my husband in my business. Right. It wasn't like he would, you know, he had another job at the time. Like it was, that was it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's my story.
0: I love it. And thank you so much <laughs> for sharing it. I know, um, I know it's a struggle and I know it's emotionally very hard to go back in that place, but I also know that you're helping so many people by sharing this story, because like you said, Lyme disease is becoming more and more prevalent, and there's so many unanswered um, questions that people have, and such little knowledge that we have, I think. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple questions with that being said. Is Lyme disease, to my understanding, is not a curable disease, is it? So yeah. you will you will have this fight your whole life. Yes. And um, advocating for yourself has been your biggest successor in this. So what does a day look like today? What is, you wake up, you have your celery juice, are you exercising every day? How
1: are you? you. Um, I I do celery juice every single morning, 16 ounces, and just celery juice. So I'd add nothing to it. Um, I think that it has the greatest benefits when you don't. Um, There's these undiscovered clustered salts is what um, supposedly um, makes them so powerful. And, And celery is actually an herb. Oh, an herb, which a lot of people do not know. Um, so that's kind of what I start with. And then I do a heavy metal detox smoothie. Okay. Followed by that within like 30 minutes to an hour, depending on you know what I have going on. And so that's that's my routine every single morning. So I try to eat just basically juices and smoothies until probably like 11.
0: So what is anyway. a heavy metal juice or a smoothie rather? So that's, um,
1: it is wild blueberries. They have to be wild blueberries, frozen. And do you um,
0: get from like, whole foods or
1: yeah whole foods has them um actually uh Harris cedar has them too so most grocery stores will carry some sort of wild blueberries um and i do uh, like two bananas um i eat a ton of fruit i eat a ton of fear do not fear fruit people like it is the is the best thing for you
0: and this is why it um, looks as beautiful as she does
1: <laughs> i know i wish i could do deep yeah anyway botox no more no more toxins for me um so, then I also do um, spirulina and barley grass juice and a couple dates. And then um, and I put a bunch of tinctures in there, um, herbs and stuff that um, help me with my Lyme disease. So, it's going to vary for everybody. I kind of follow the medical medium and what his recommendations were for helping to kill viruses and diseases because a lot of with Lyme disease is that there's so many co infections that go along with it so um epstein bar virus which is the one that causes mono is the biggest one for me um a lot of times that's that's kind of like the underlying one that shows a lot of the symptoms of of the the tiredness and a lot actually what is going on in your body so um i'm attacking it pretty much um with these different different herbs and stuff that i take and then i have i eat lots of salads um i live at nectar for their acai bowls
0: so good
1: (laughs) literally have one almost every single day. Um, Gluten free granola, of course, but I always had like almond butter and, um, and then a night uh, my husband cooks a lot of fish and rice and vegetables. That's wonderful. It's now, pretty boring, unfortunately, but it's what keeps me running. Yeah, and and like- I know when I eat like something bad, sometimes it's my own fault. You know, like if we go somewhere, I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll knock me down for three days. It'll feel like a firecracker went off in my body and I'll be in bed for a good bit.
0: That's horrible. Well, I'm so glad you've been able to get this under control. What, uh, what was their journey like finding doctors? Because obviously finding a doctor... Is a hard thing to do with a disease that's unfamiliar. But finding a doctor that is going to advocate uh, advocate alongside you is also very hard. So, did you find your doctors in Charlotte? Do you still see them in conjunction? What you're currently doing?
1: That's a great question. Um, so, they first, I do not see any more doctors. Um, I know people probably don't want to hear that. Um, but the doctor for the Lyme disease, I did find out of state. Um, I probably won't say his name, but um, I found him online through lots of research. He actually used to be here in Charlotte and now he practices elsewhere. So ironically followed him elsewhere. Um, in his PAs, actually one of his PAs that I worked with was, um, from the Asheville area that works, um, in that area. So, um, yes, he had been doing this for a long time, um, came highly recommended as, you know, a top specialist for Lyme disease. Um, I had to do a lot of research. There was a lot of online research before, um, I kind of stumbled upon him and and made that decision to, to go, to go elsewhere. Um, I think I was getting discouraged with my doctors in, in this area. Um, I felt like I was a, just a ball being shot around, like, go see him, go see him. Oh, that's nothing. Go see him. Like it really, no one actually said it's all in your head. Not that I would have even thought for a second to believe them because I know me and I know my body and, um, and everybody who knows me and how I am on a daily basis, this knocked me down. I mean, there, there had to be something going on. Um, and really back when I was 30 and started getting mono and I got mono three times that year, I knew back then there was something going on. Um, and the infectious disease doctor who said, well, you're just one of those unfortunate ones that's going to have to deal with Epstein-Barr virus their whole lives. And I'm like, I'm not going to accept that, you know, because there was something else always going on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have to. But back then, I did accept it. You know, I wasn't I was young, not young, but I just had so much going on and who has time to deal with it? And um, you really just begin to believe them, I think. And then when I got older and wiser, I was like, I'm not going to let someone knock me down. Like, I know what's going on. Um, and my mother, my mother probably was the one that really, really gave me the push to find a, a Lyme disease specialist. Um, because at the time I said, mom, like, I've had two tests done. She's like, yeah, so have these people too. And they've been come back negative. Like it, the, the, the the testing is so inaccurate for it. You've got to push further.
0: Why is it? Why does the test not catch it?
1: Um, I. I don't know. I wish I had an answer. Like, um, I think it's even harder when it's been in your system for so long. Right. You How know, where it's not. Had, have had, like, I don't know. The doctor said, oh, like I said, you grew up in Vermont. It could have been when you were a kid. I mean, I don't remember the, uh, I never remember getting bitten by a tick. Um, I do remember getting bitten by a mouse. Okay. I know that sounds crazy, but a mouse bit my finger when I was probably in first or second grade. And they were known, like the white-footed mouse was known for carrying Lyme disease back then. So I don't know, it could have been that. But at the same time, if I like sat here and stressed over like how I actually um, contracted the disease, like it would, I'd never get a name. It's not going
0: to get you anywhere.
1: It's never going to, sorry, exactly, exactly. It's not going to get me anywhere.
0: So would you say that the diet then has been the most important component of you fighting this disease?
1: Absolutely, a hundred percent. So like I said, initially I cut out gluten, which was very big that you know gluten really causes inflammation but as does dairy as does eggs was probably the biggest really thing I eliminated and at the time when I was really even last year when I was really sick I was eating oh gosh because I was like eggs are good for you you didn't have like I mean I was probably even five or six a day I mean five or six a week like I was eggs couple eggs on you know my breakfast and a hard-boiled egg on that you know on your salads and egg as a snack you know whatever it may be um horrible for you. They're horrible for. You. They cause so much of my pain. When I eliminated eggs, that nerve pain in my chest, in my whole torso area went away. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, the more interviews I do, um there are so many problems that are associated with our diet today because we all know everything's processed and we know it's very easy to um to have a very busy schedule and to go through that drive-through or Unfortunately, organic food can be very expensive. It can be hard to afford that when you're in your twenties and you're just barely, right? So what is something that we can do as a community to help encourage a healthy, clean eating diet to where we break the stigma of it's all or nothing. And obviously in this case, you have to stick to a very, very regimented eating clean. Um, But I talked to so many of my friends and they're like, well, I don't want to give up wine or I don't want to give up, you know, chicken or whatever it may be. There are so many different ways we can take our diet to where it's not this all or nothing thing on on a daily basis. Um, So what advice do you have for people maybe looking to do that?
1: Well, I I think you need to start small. You know, I think, um, I know gluten is a big one, but Gluten is it's not good for us. It causes so much inflammation in the body. Like if you start with anything, I would say I would definitely say cut out gluten. Start with one thing at a time and make small steps. Like for me, small steps wasn't really it wasn't an option. Like for me, I was like 28 day cleanse all in it. It was raw fruits and vegetables for 28 days. It was not fun. Um, I know I'm actually due for one. Like I need I'm kind of declining a little bit again. I know I'm it's time I start another cleanse, but um, it's all just it's just bad baby steps, um, you know, or just try the celery juice for a little bit. You know, the celery juice has such amazing healing powers. Start with eight ounces, you know, work your way up to 16 ounces or do it just a few days a week. And um, for me, that's not an option. Again, like you, like you said, it's, I, I do it diligently every day. People get up and have their coffee. I get up and make
0: you know, celery juice. <laughs> How stocks of celery do you juice to get
1: uh, it depends on the size of the stock. Yeah, the bunch, it could be, you know, sometimes I have to do a bunch and a half. Sometimes they're sufficient to just do one. But I do cut off the leaves because they're really bitter. Um, I will tell you, it's not pleasant. I've been doing it for over a year and it's horrible. Like the one I had this morning, it was terrible. Like it's not, you know, it all, they all taste a little bit different. Um, This was particularly bad.
0: And the good thing about a celery juice, I've never tried it. I'm actually going to try it because I think the benefits outweigh the disgusting taste. (laughs) But, you know, even if you are broke or you can't afford it, celery is generally not that expensive. Um, Oh, yeah, exactly. And a stalk can go a long way, per what you're saying. So uh, that's wonderful to hear.
1: Yeah, uh, or just cut up some celery and some carrots and put them in a Ziploc bag, like on like a on a Sunday, so you can just grab them out of the fridge. Or cucumbers are fantastic and easy to you know to munch on. I mean, there there's so many other um, alternatives to to a bag of chips. I mean, they really don't get me wrong. It's still less than chips, you know, if as long as they're gluten free. <laughs> You know, and they have, like, these hippies, which are, like, these chickpeas, you know. I've heard those. those They're are those so good. good. They're so good and, and pretty clean. Um, I still eat some processed stuff. I just try to make sure that it's, like, organic and obviously contain stuff that I can't eat. Right.
0: So I'm not a health expert. I don't claim to be a health expert, but I'm on this journey right now, and I would love your thoughts on this. So when people say, I've gone gluten-free, a lot of times they go for – foods that are labeled gluten-free but they are not
1: good for you so do
0: you want to clarify kind of how to pick your gluten-free
1: yeah you know what i try to do very little process even if it's gluten free um because it's got a lot of fillers in it so they may be taking out the gluten but they're adding in some really bad stuff so even like pasta goes gluten-free pasta
0: um
1: find the ones that are like brown rice based or quinoa based versus the one that are corn based Okay. corn is horrible for you, too, you know, I mean, we really shouldn't be eating corn, um, you know, just before the whole GMOs and, um, and just the way everything is processed now. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, really overall just, I've always heard kind of like shop the outer edge of the grocery store, you know, kind of stay away from the, all the processed stuff in the middle. Um, just pile up in fruits and vegetables. And the more, the thing is, the healthier you eat, the less you crave that stuff. Right. So, you know, people always say, like, I don't know how you eat so much fruit. I mean, I can literally, like, my I could sit down with a whole bowl of, like, apples and oranges and, you know, bananas at night. Because I eat so much fruit, I don't crave the processed sugar anymore. So I'm not sitting there eating cookies and cakes and ice cream and that sort of thing. Um, It's really, it changes your palate. It's not to say that I don't want it, but I find less. Like, I used to love, even, like, a bar of dark chocolate, like, I... I've had one sitting in the refrigerator for like three months. Like I, I just don't crave it. Like I used to. That's wonderful. Okay. My last
0: question for you is how as a community can we
1: help bring awareness to Lyme disease? That's a great question. I think really what we're doing right here, um, you know, we're going to share this. People are going to listen people are going to ask questions. I'm sure, which I'm, I'm certainly open to help people. Um, that's kind of what I'm doing now. People email me or send me DMs and, you know what doctor you, did you see and I don't I tell him like what area maybe the doctor is in but the first thing I say is read the medical medium I I promise you like it is life-changing he's got he's got the his first book which is the medical medium he's got liver rescue he's got thyroid healing he's got so many books out there that are geared to people with mystery illnesses or what are called mystery illnesses that doctors aren't really um able to diagnose or um you know they're they're trained to just fix the problem that what thing. we need to be focused is on the problem like what's actually the underlying condition and what's causing all these people to be sick in america now because that's the problem and um and when the country's run by big pharma they want us to be sick unfortunately <laughs> which is sad and that's a whole nother podcast we could go into um but it's really about taking control of your life. Don't let the diseases take control of you um, and take care of you first. You know, like I said, we're women, we try to do too many things and I'm guilty of it. And I'm guilty of never asking for help. Um, I've tried to be better about that,
0: you know. Amen, um, sister. <laughs> this could not be a truer statement. Yeah, I know. Well, I want to thank you for being brave enough to share your story. I know, again, it is not always easy to go into those dark places, but I'm so appreciative of you. I will tag Allie's handles and how to get a hold of her should you have any questions about Lyme disease or clean eating or just her lifestyle in general. She's a wealth of knowledge, and as you can tell, we are all benefiting from this conversation today. So, Allie, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. If, uh, if you guys have any questions, be sure to reach out to myself or Allie, and we will talk soon. Thanks so much, Katie. Thanks, guys.